What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the KJ52 Podcast. I want to, uh, first of all, give a huge shout-out. I got 30-plus Patreon supporters that I need to give a big shout-out to. Uh, Thank you so much for two things. One, for financing the podcast, because reality is uh, it costs money to do this. And two, for financing uh, the Juvenile Detention Center outreach that I've been doing over the next uh, couple months. Uh, I'm actually going in there this Saturday to paint a mural and get the kids involved in beautifying their surroundings. And uh, yeah, so if you want more information about that, go to patreon.com forward slash kd52. And you know what? Actually sign up to be a patron because uh, every little bit helps every little bit of what I do and you'll get a special shout out. So I'm going to list all the people in just a minute, but you guys are amazing. Appreciate y'all. Title today's podcast is Did Cap Really Sacrifice Everything? Question mark. Now, I'm not trying to be controversial, but the reality is that statement alone, very controversial. Um, and I, it only really kind of sparked in my mind. I was literally just walking out of the post office, and as I was walking out, an older gentleman was walking in. He had a shirt that said, we kneel for the Lord, but we stand for the flag. And, uh, you know, in one t-shirt, I knew exactly where he was coming from. So, I'm going to interject a little bit of my thoughts. This isn't going to be super long, but it is going to be more about, I don't know, opening the dialogue, etc., etc. Um... And for those that might be living under a rock, or possibly you've been doing excavation in Alaska, or no, Antarctica, or you've been orbiting the Earth in a satellite, so you don't know anything about this. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, over the last couple years, um, to show his feelings about racial injustice as it relates to police brutality, uh, he was standing, I'm sorry, he was not, he was refusing to stand for the national anthem at the NFL. And so this kind of sparked a, I don't know, domino effect amongst other players, uh, which brought up a lot of things, brought brought up a lot of discussions about money, racial injustice, the veterans, our national anthem, freedom of speech, and the list goes on. So I say this with the idea that, I'll be honest with you, I haven't paid much attention. I mean, I have, because it's obviously in the ether, you can't avoid it, but reality is that I, I barely watch the NFL anymore. And this is not because I'm like protesting them. I'm just not interested. I mean, and part of it is just time. I'm always traveling on the weekends. I'm not as emotionally invested in the NFL like I used to be when I was in high school or even college age, I will have to say, holy shnikes, Fitz Magic, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Bucks fan since they had those disgusting orange jerseys, and I'm a University of Miami fan since they were doing jail ministry because everybody kept going to jail, <laughs> but I was just glancing through, and I saw Fitzpatrick, I'm like, who is that, Conor McGregor, guys, <laughs> got a beard? <laughs> He's got a beard and his gold chains on doing his press conference. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. 
through uh, what, like four touchdowns in the second, second, uh, four touchdowns in the second game. Bucks are two and zero. You know what? I might have to start watching the NFL again. I don't know what to tell you. It's been a long time since I was actually proud of the Bucks. Probably since they were in the Super Bowl. But again, reality is I usually travel on the weekends. I don't have time to watch the games. I don't know. I'm just at a point in my life where it's just just doesn't resonate with me anymore. Um, and I actually did a faith and family game one time uh, with the NFL. Actually, it was the first ever faith and family game. The NFL had never done a faith and family game, and which is very common in basketball and baseball. I'd done a bunch of those, done 76ers games, done the Royals games, done just you name it. Why the NFL was not interested in faith and family, I kind of began to find out. And it really hit home for me in a lot of ways because it was a Bucks game. So I'm like, you kidding me? You mean to tell me I'm going to do the first NFL football game uh, as, as a Christian hip-hop artist and it's in my own town? So I was excited. I was super excited until I sort of came to find out that their reasoning behind this game wasn't necessarily like some deep spiritual purpose or like we're going to celebrate who Jesus is or we want to embrace the church community. Now, the reality probably was, and even though it maybe was never said, the reality was is that the Bucks weren't doing too good and when football teams or sports teams aren't doing very well, they try to do things to get people to come out to their games, okay? Cuz let's not let's not let's not beat around the bush here. The NFL or any sports team for that matter is a business and their business is to put people either watching or in the stands or selling merchandise. That's it. Let's not let's not put like noble causes behind these sports teams. Let's not make it anything less than what it is. It is a business and the bottom line of a business is to turn a profit for most people, by all means necessary. So when I did this faith and family game, it was like, oh, the NFL's finally like embracing the church world. Nope. I mean, maybe maybe somewhere in that organization they were, but what I had come to find out that the owners were Jewish. This was not a nod towards Jesus per se. It was that the Bucks weren't doing very good and it, they were going to celebrate Christmas and they thought, you know what, what a, what a lot of people think when it comes to the church world and it comes to sports and business in, in turn is that Christians will show up. You give a nod to the church world or to Christians and guess what? They don't care whether the team is good or not. And I'll take it one step further. If anyone thinks that Hollywood all of a sudden got saved and was interested in the church world because there's all these Christian movies out there, no, you're wrong. Sorry. I'll tell you why Hollywood is now embracing the church world and church movies. is because Christians will show up. It don't matter if the movie's good or not. If your pastor gets up there and goes, we're all going to go see God's Not Dead Part 8, the musical, on ice, then the whole church goes. And nobody cares. I mean, I shouldn't say nobody cares, but I'm saying a good or bad football team or a good or bad movie is not the determining factor to get church people to come out to things. Okay? And, you know, I'm not even saying the Bucks were wrong for this. I'm just saying, let's just look at the real motives here, okay? This will all tie back to Kaepernick in just a second here. Um, so, here, here's why I'm getting at this. So, once I was kind of on the other side and I did this game and it was cool, you know, the opportunity was great. Um, I just realized that I'm not going to look at an institution like the NFL 
or the Buccaneers, or Hollywood, or fill in the blank, as anything else than what it is. It is a business, okay? And if that means they'll use church people, or they'll use a cause, or you not use this, or whatever, that's all they care about is a financial bottom line. All that to be said, when I found out that a couple years ago, that playing the national anthem was actually being sponsored by the, the army, if I'm not mistaken, or the government. The government was paying the NFL to play the anthem and, and use that as a recruiting tactic for our military. So the idea that we, this sort of patriotism towards the anthem uh, and the NFL, in a lot of ways, this is just a, and the government, is, it's a... Uh, it's a way to get people to sign up, to feel patriotic about your country. Maybe I'll go sign up for the military. Maybe I'll join the reserve. Da 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 da. So this this thing of kneeling for the anthem, or standing for the anthem, or whatever, it's a new thing. This is not a this is not something that's been a core value of the NFL. Like the NFL has been like, we're about country and we're about football and good old America. No, it's a way for the NFL to make money, it's a way for the military to get people. Okay, so let's just call it for what it is. Uh, I even think back about my high school years of playing football. I, I, You know, now that I think about it, I don't think we were ever required to stand during the anthem. I think one thing that we would do as players is we would take our helmets off. But that was just kind of like a customary thing, you know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, you know, it's just more of a custom. It wasn't like we had some deep reverence for the anthem. Now, one thing we did was, you know, when the when the anthem was played on the football, uh, you know, before the game started, you know, you would get in trouble for screwing around during the anthem. So nobody ever screwed around during the anthem. I don't remember our coaches ever saying you had to stand or sit because I can remember times where some players would just be kneeling because they were already kneeling to begin with. And they might put their hand over their chest. And some people were standing, some people were kneeling. Never were we told as football players, and I can't remember this anywhere, that we had to stand for the anthem. It was kind of like inferred that just just take a moment to like shut up for a second. You know what I mean? So my personal opinion about this is that it is that Kaepernick wanted to make a statement. I think he was definitely sincere. Uh, I've heard people say, well, you know, he grew up, you know, he grew up really well off, and uh, he's, he's only half black, so that disqualifies him from what he's trying to do. Well, that's silly. You don't have to be poor and black to not see the injustices of something, or whether you perceive it as an injustice, or whether or not you want to make a statement. You make a statement no matter who you are. That is one of the realities of us being Americans. It is freedom of speech. You have the right to protest. You also have the right to deal with the backlash of your protest. Okay? If everybody's doing one thing and you choose out of protest to do the opposite, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you have the right to do that in almost every circumstance. And you can also deal with the backlash of that. So, flash forward, Kaepernick does that, it catches on, then it becomes this big controversy, 
Uh, then it becomes social pressure to basically say if you're standing, then you're essentially okay with police brutality. I'm not saying that Kaepernick was saying that, but I'm just saying you kind of get this reverse thing that, oh, you're standing for the national anthem, then obviously you must be for police brutality. I don't think that means that either. Um, all that to be said, the one question I have here is this Nike commercial that just came out about a, what was it, a week ago uh, that said, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, Nike, just do it. And so they made Kaepernick the face of that. Here's where I, I don't, here, here, okay, because everyone's going to go, well, what's your opinion on this? KJ, all you're doing is regurgitating facts. My opinion is this. You have the right to protest. If you want to kneel, and that's your right, I mean, I'm sorry, you want to kneel because you feel that that's your way of protesting, I, as an American, cannot take that right away from you, okay? I can disagree with you. I can argue against you. I can present my reasons why. But my personal belief is you have the right to do that, so go ahead and do that. Now, my actual opinion is I'm going to stand, okay? Um, that's just me. That's the way I look at it. I'm going to stand, and I'm also not going to stand against your right to not stand. However, I also know, just like anything, with every action comes an equal and opposite reaction. If you feel the wrath or the brunt of XYZ coming down on you, don't play the victim. You cannot do something like this and people either take it a different way or people come against you or X, Y, Z. Here's the only thing, and maybe it's just because I'm a little bit on the pessimistic side, is, and it may be because I'm a little jaded, but part of me kind of shakes my head a little bit when I see this Nike ad and... Uh, Two things I think that I think are funny. One, absolutely hilarious people that want to burn their Nikes, especially the person that like burned down their house. Uh, the pastor in Alabama that like ripped the Nikes on the Sunday morning and set them on fire. I think that's kind of hilarious. Um, it is kind of interesting is that people that would have a hard time with him protesting or using his freedom of speech are essentially doing the exact same thing. They are protesting his protest. <laughs> but, let's be real. Nike is getting a massive advertising campaign out of this by the controversy alone. Okay? I am of the persuasion, not the whole way, but Kaepernick is not playing in the NFL because he sacrificed everything. He's not playing because he was the 32nd ranked quarterback he had one of the lowest quarterback rankings. He was offered a, a job with the Broncos, and he turned it down. And I think the idea that because of him kneeling, he was forced out of the NFL, I think that's a little bit extreme. I think that's extreme because if you look at his numbers, his numbers weren't great, and he was given offers that he did not pursue. Um, now, did his convictions outweigh his deal? But let's, uh, let's just not act like... He had no opportunities, or he wasn't playing very well. I mean, that's the real reality, is if you're not putting numbers up on the board, you're not going to play. And, 
And if you're looked at it as this huge sort of uh, headache, then yeah, it is going to be harder for teams to sign you. But it's not impossible, okay? Because we also know that controversy causes problems. Controversy also sells simultaneously. Um, so I think the idea that Kaepernick sacrificed everything uh, is a little... It's a little exaggerative. I think it's done to be an extreme statement to polarize people. And when you polarize people, you get people talking. When people get talking, then it makes people emotionally, if they're for something, it will make them be even more for it. So if you like Nike, but you're kind of like, eh, I'm not going to buy any shoes. And all of a sudden you see this happening, boom, you're going to go out and buy shoes. Because that's really how we vote for things. We vote with our money. So Nike all of a sudden gets this spike in sales. Their stock prices rise. Um, you know, just from a pure marketing standpoint, it was a genius move. Uh, but I also, you know, I see past it. I see past, I'm sure there's some people at Nike that go, yeah, we stand with Kaepernick and we think we're behind him, but let's not act like it's not a huge payday for him. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes I look at it and go, what if a Tom Brady, who puts up tremendous numbers who did the exact same thing. Let's say Tom Brady, Tom Brady was kneeling, right? Let's, let's assume he was kneeling to protest. Let's say a different thing. Would Tom Brady be forced out the way Kaepernick was forced out? I, of the humble opinion, would be like, no, I don't think he would be. Because you put up the numbers, that's all people care about. You make touchdowns, that's all they care about. You produce results, that's all they care about. Ultimately, bottom line, I could be wrong. I'm not even emotionally invested enough in this to be like, yo, that's it. Let's fight over this. I'm not even on that tip. Um, but it is an interesting time we live in where everybody has the microphone. Everybody has an opportunity to voice their opinion. Everybody has an opportunity to say what they want to say. And usually what that means is it's I'm out yelling you. That's how I get my point across or I make it right. I think one beautiful thing we can do as a believer, and it's interesting because I've actually been uh, taking a course right now called Conflict Resolution, and one of the beautiful things that I've learned in this, and it's all a biblical precept, is that how important it is to listen to the other person. Even if you disagree with them, even if you have conflict, how important it is to show mutual respect. How important it is to agree to disagree at times, that I can completely be opposed to everything that you're for, and that I can still show love and respect, etc., etc., uh, on so many levels. So, the beautiful thing about this podcast is, you know what it is? How many people are not even going to go and listen to this podcast? So everyone that's actually listening to my, my statements here, shout out to you, because I guarantee you when I post this, I'm going to have a zillion commentaries People will already assume what I'm saying. People will go off to the races already arguing. And instead of actually taking a moment to listen to the other person and maybe mutually agreeing to disagree or etc, etc, etc. Nope, we're going to out-shout each other. And I have to leave you with a very, very simple verse. It's very, very simple. It goes like this. Each one of you should be slow to anger, quick to listen, That's it. Be slow to anger and quick to listen. If we could, most of us are the opposite. We're quick to anger, slow to listen. <laughs> anyway, 
Would love to hear your thoughts. Hit me at kj52 at kj52.com. Please check out my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash kj52. Would love to hear what you have to say because I am slow to listen. Or maybe I'm quick to listen. Maybe I'm slow to talk. Actually, I'm just slow right now because I'm stuck in this car line. Either way, I love you guys. God bless y'all. I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless.